Welcome back to another episode of The Stuff Club. Today we are talking The Suicide Squad, directed by none other than James Gunn, Disney's favorite director, non-controversial, doesn't cause any issues, no, no, no. non-cancelable. Non-cancelable? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I am Casey, as always, and I have with me Colin Sapp. That's me. I think that's the first time you've said my last name correctly. Well, I usually a, say what? Say yeah, say say. <laughs> uh, so, word to your mother, straight up. Wait, what? We we recorded this podcast talking about the Suicide Squad with Xavier. We did. Saturday opening weekend is that right? Yeah, something like that or Sunday. Yeah, we recorded it really quickly. Yeah, you know, you know, trying to do that thing. Uh, long story short, uh, there was a storm. No, no, somebody ran to a pole. Electricity got lost. Thought I pressed record. Apparently, I did or did not. It just didn't work out. So this is a re-record. But um, quick thing though but, that we should do. Yes. Can we go ahead and give Xavier a round of applause? Well, yes, congratulations 100%. on the podcast. Yes. Here we go. Yes. He did. He did good. Xavier um, got his job, boys. I'll try to remember some of the things he said and insert them yep. on top of what I we have to say. But if I'm honest. I don't remember it. Most of what we talked. About. I don't. Remember, we're, we're so scattered. It's right. hard to keep up anyway. But which is okay. It's, it's most of what this normally is. Right. It's we're our not. We're not professionals. <laughs> and when you and when you talk about movies with your friends, do you normally do it very in a nice cohesive format? Right. True. No, it's usually kind of everywhere <laughs> because you're geeking about about different things. Oh, I forgot about that. Blah blah blah. Right. So. Let's start off by talking about, well, I don't know. There's so many things to talk about now. I don't even know where to start. Uh, let's start at the hell of a, would you, would you call it a cold? It's not a cold open, but like the hell of a opening, the, the opening scene on the beach that this movie oh, has okay, yeah. is awesome. It's entertaining. Well, it sets the tone immediately you know what i mean it kind of lets you know what you're in for and it's it's so different than what we got before you know it, it, in a good way yeah introducing a well, f- well the, the first thing we should preface for those that have saw this we're gonna we'll try to give some non-spoiler thoughts really but right. briefly before we dive into spoilers but yeah. um this is not like this is a soft reboot this is what I'm calling. It. I don't know what WB's calling it, or all the all the the uh, trades are calling it, but this is a soft reboot. And um, we know, we know that they kicked David Ayer out of his editing room, and they hired a trailer, a movie trailer company to cut the movie. Yep. You know now there's a hash. The thing is, there's these hashtags now, and with the way Twitter works, and how little fanboys think their voices are demanded to be heard, hey, and they do. Listen. I just gotta Don't say, even. no, listen, oh. listen, listen. I'm not. I'm. I personally do not care if we ever see the air cut. I don't. At this point, I don't care. But oh, I don't think you can judge people for speaking out about it. And you know why? It's because WB already said yes once for years. People you claim it for Zack Snyder's justice, and the, they got it. They did it to themselves. It's going to keep happening. There's going to be another movie after the air cut, dude. There, there's going to be another one. That is the, that is the, the problem is, they said yes. Yep. But we got something 
we got something yeah better and awesome (laughs) like we would never see the flash scene at the end dude reverses like imagine never getting to see that yeah and not even knowing it exists really because nobody he never really talked about this cyborg's entire story i mean so i get it but it's not gonna happen and here's why all right this movie has gotten a lot of great reviews and rightly so yeah they're cl- and despite what some of these traders or you know even these click really clickbait going the Suicide Squad bombed at the box, dude. I saw Forbes, the- Forbes posted an article about how it flopped at the box office, but it was written by uh, Scott Mendelson and that dude's a douche anyway. So oh yeah, no, I mean there's, there's factors. There's the pandemic. That is the, that is the one. The bigger one than that, surprisingly, right, is the fact that it released the same day on HBO Max. Yep. And I would say the bigger one or relatively the, the same big factor in that is if I'm a cash, if I'm a general movie going audience and I go to the movies a handful of times a year, mm. I'm going to go, well, I saw that last one and it wasn't that good. Exactly. Why would I see this one? So all those three in place, that's why it's not going to make a hundred thousand, a hundred, excuse me, a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred million dollars opening weekend. It'll be, lu- it'll be lucky if right. it even... If well, we, we, in, in what? If we see one movie, has, has there even been a movie to make a hundred million dollars in a weekend this year? Did Black, Black Widow didn't do that, did it? No, maybe Furious Nine, Furious of the Nines. Oh um, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I'm Quiet Place, right I don't believe, did that. But no all that to say is, um, what? No shot to what? Oh no, no, I was saying no shot to like. Uh, a quiet place doing that those kind of numbers, <laughs> opening weekend um all that to say straight out of the movie theater for me this movie is fun um very very surprising uh on in all aspects from the characters we first got introduced to which we'll get into that beach scene that didn't quite make it out of the beach to all the characters that we got afterwards <laughs> right. some some didn't make it some did but in the end, all these characters get a special moment. Um, it's not, it definitely doesn't feel long. It doesn't feel too short. It doesn't feel too long. It feels kind of just a nice two hours and some change. Uh, the villain, we'll talk about the villain later. Not even really, actually, we'll talk about the villains later. Uh, U.S. government, I see you, boy. Uncle right. Sam. There's just a lot of great things that work for it. Um, and the fact that they really, if they really did let James Gunn do what he wanted, which it kind of seems it like. 100% anyway. seems like it. Um, you know, the, uh, this is kind of the thing. Is My big takeaway going out was I liked a character I didn't think I was going to like, which is Polka Dot Man. He's my favorite. Dude. Hands down. Yeah. And we'll talk about his moments later. 100%. And the fact that I l- didn't find any of the characters annoying. And the biggest one was that this movie is clearly into DCEU, but is not directly. It was. It was. It was just a nice, pocketed story. It wasn't worried about being attached about right. Easter eggs, about setting up nothing. It's just nice package, and there's nothing about worrying about this setting up cinematic this and that. Just nicely packaged, and I think that I enjoyed that the most because it, you get to focus on the characters, you got to focus on the story. It's just self-contained. That was the best thing they had going for it. I wish they do. 
I hope we get to see more of that self-containment because I think getting to focus more on the stories and the characters just lends the movie itself instead of having to cater to all these different timelines through characters through other movies that this and that who knows none of that right Colin no I 100% agree I mean uh, I could waste time echoing what you just said but I mean you pretty much nailed it on the head let's hope they keep the Batman in its own little universe oh but uh, I I pulled up the numbers right here There, there has not been a movie this year to crack a hundred million dollar opening weekend the closest was Black Widow with 80 million right uh, Fast 9 was second with 70 million really yeah. hmm. Hmm, who knows maybe Sean Chi uh, will do it definitely won't you don't think so no definitely won't alright we'll no. see new character America's racist it's just not gonna happen yo me Chipotle if it is if it does by the way I was joking about that last part uh, America is definitely we're definitely not racist come on right so this beach scene <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, I, didn't, I didn't put this together when we, I saw parts of the trailers because I don't actively watch them as I've preached before right but yeah the different parts of the trailers show different characters but uh, Pete Davidson Nathan Fillion Michael Rooker all these characters which right off the bat you have what is it oh, I forget his name was it T- Nathan Fillion's character, TDK. The, detachi- the detachable kid, the detachable kid. Yep. All these little, you didn't. Nobody checked if the weasel could swim. <laughs> Between getting blood, blood sport, blood shot, blood sport, blood sport, yeah. like tr- making him, like blackmailing him into throwing his daughter in jail for like a minor crime, mm. whereas the. He, the office people, which are more like real people, where Viola Davis is definitely more of the comic book character out of all of them. Right. They're going, you would really, like, what is your problem, lady? Like, you would really do that to his daughter? And she's like, I would do much more things. You know, whatever she said, yeah. I'd do more things you wouldn't even understand. <laughs> she doesn't talk like That's that. That's good. Why'd she have a southern twang just then? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, and, the, and to it, I mean, Pete Davidson in a two-hour Suicide Squad movie, I mean, that just wouldn't work. Right. He, I mean, I think he's actually, I think he's trying to step more into acting. I don't know if you saw The King of Staten Island, but it was actually. I haven't yet. I still want decent to. Decent movie, dude. It's actually pretty good. Bill Buzz in it. Yeah, he's good in it, too. Uh, but, yeah, that's. Casey goes outside and looks at the sun and touches grass. Me, on the other hand, I analyze every shot of every trailer, and I assumed that all those characters would die immediately uh, just because you didn't see them in any other things in the trailer. Uh, And plus, they were all... You just look at them. They're all just ridiculous characters. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, Michael Rooker's blonde wig. Oh, my God, dude. The Um, long gal, the orange chick, uh, weasel. Like you were saying, Pete Davidson. The only... One I wish had survived was Captain Boomerang, yeah. man. That just... That's I say, the the CGI on the helicopter spinning. I thought it looked really good. It did. I don't think there was bad VFX in that entire movie. Like there there, there mm-hmm. wasn't a single time where I was like, "Ooh, that's an iffy shot." But but Harley Quinn's calling him Boomer, mm-hmm. which is a great nickname, by the way. I don't know if that's in a comic. It is James. Yeah, it is. It's, okay. Yeah. What a great name. But him like just biting the dust within five ten minutes of this movie. So I, upsetting. I'd, not that it, like he's a rich I mean 
we didn't get to see we didn't get to see a lot of him in Suicide Squad. Mm. I mean, as far as just getting into the character, right? Not really caring to the to the to the extent that I care about these characters now. But yeah, when that helicopter or he got shot, right? Uh, so like the helicopter spinning out of control and it chops up a bunch of trees and all like the that's what it was and, yeah. and pale and then it actually runs into him. which I kind of it, it's like. That chopped him up, it, it's, it's upsetting, but, like, at the same time, whenever he's sitting there, he, like, Harley looks up, screams Boomer, right? Yeah. And he looks at her, and he smiles. And yeah, then he, he does, gets yeah. chopped up. And it's almost, it's kind of, I kind of like that, in a sense, because it's almost, it's it's very in line with his character of just being kind of crazy. But also, you can interpret it in a way of, it's kind of like, oh, he gets to die. He doesn't have to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which I think is kind of cool because, I mean, he's obviously, I guess, been in prison for a minute. Uh, he's been in there since the first Suicide Squad, so. But And we actually, he actually used his boomerang. And it was so cool, too. I love that yeah. they made him glow. It looked cool. Yeah. But, yes, literally slice that dude's head off, like, clean in the middle. It's Whereas the detachable kids, like, arms come Dude. off and he's just like, Slapping people and they're like, "What?" That was Stop. so funny, man. Right when that happened, those little moments on the beach, mm-hmm. I go, "Oh, I, this is gonna be different." Right? Yeah. And, and like, this is not trying to be that dark. Mm. Just taking ourselves really seriously. I'm like, no, this is going for something in between. Yeah. A nice medium. It would have been really cool though to see Weasel get to fight somebody. <laughs> If he had, well, he still can now. It's true. Yeah, he's he's out there just chilling on Cordo Maltese, bro. But um, what it was it was it the very beginning with Calendar Man. Uh, with the polka dot man. Yeah, yeah. When she's getting them all out of, you know, she's mm-hmm. basically just doing her own self recruitment. He's what is he? He's like, hey, polka dot man, I need you to come work my kid's birthday party. You fucking pussy! And then they all start <laughs> laughing. <It's, laughs> everybody's so mad about that too. Uh, like, like I, I guess I shouldn't say everybody, but like hardcore DC fans, because I mean, oh, I saw that about how they didn't like Calendar Man would never, and he's not right. like that. This misrepresents the. It's. Do you really want to see Calendar Man <laughs> in a Batman movie? Right. I mean, it... he has the months tattooed <laughs> around his freaking f- head, dude. Right. It's, Stop. That's kind of what I was thinking of. Like, of all the characters, like, I mean, I get it. You're, you're a hardcore fan. You like who you like. But, like, of all the characters to get mad about, we're getting mad Kid. about a five-second line. You know what I mean? It's, I think, I mean, Calendar Man's cool. I mean, he has a role in The Long Halloween, which is, like, one of my favorite Batman books, if not my favorite. But it's... And he's a very serious character, but at the same time, dude, it's like who who cares? Right. But yeah, that uh, mm. that opening beach scene is awesome. Mean meanwhile, we cut to our real Suicide Squad. We're gonna be following the majority of the movie on yeah. a part of the beach that's just unpreoccupied. Yeah, it's it, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, it's kind of establishes Waller as being the person that's kind of got all of it together you know like she kind of thinks of every possibility i think rick flag even has a line later in the movie of like it's always waller got with the backup plan like she always has something else going yeah 
but yeah, that uh, like you were saying earlier with Bloodsport's introduction, which Idris Elba. I mean, granted, everyone I think in this cast is firing on all cylinders the entire time. I mean, everybody delivers a great performance. I don't think there's a weak one throughout the entire Not movie. Not at all. Uh, but Idris Elba as Bloodsport was awesome, dude. He's really cool. There, there were moments where I could tell that I think the character was initially supposed to be Deadshot. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever officially confirm that or not, but it it's, seems pretty obvious to me with like the stuff with his daughter and just there, there's too many similarities to ignore it. I think he would have made a great Deadshot, uh, but I guess I get why they didn't do it so they can keep Will Smith. Maybe I guess in a future uh, Suicide Squad movie. And that's the thing, like, there's no mention of Katana, there's no, um, joke, oh, thank God there's no Joker reference, but there was a, you know, I've been with bad guys before, but if anything out of all the DCU films, like, the one thing that does not work in any of them, Mm -hmm. in any scenario, with any other characters on screen, there's no chemistry, it's Jared Leto's Joker. Yep. And... When he was announced, you know, we saw that first picture with all those tattoos, and it, you know, I was willing to give it a shot. Oh, dude, then, I was crazy excited. Yeah, but that's the only thing I think in this whole universe. I go scrap it, recast it, 100%. try again. We will forgive you if it even. If, what about the continuity? And that has to look the same. Nobody, no, stop. Or it's okay. Hear me out. Let's just leave the Joker alone for a little bit. I'm down. Right? Like let's I'm just down. let's let's ignore him. We're doing fine oh, without hey, him. Mr. Freeze, what's he up hey, to? How about that? Please. But dude, it's yeah, Jared Letter's Joker is just kind of not it, which sucks cuz I was really excited. I mean, when he got announced, he was I'm pretty sure that was about the time he was just coming off an Oscar, right? Like he just won for yeah, Dallas Buyers Dallas, Club. Yeah. So, I was like let's go this is gonna be good great actor you know and i saw the stuff everyone and their uncles like oh the damage tattoo which i mean i agree with but uh but you don't get it he's damaged right it's i, I remember seeing david ayer trying to explain that i, I like, remember that too we thought uh we thought it'd be cool if, like you know after because you know he's got the th- grill because batman knocked his teeth out after he killed robin and then Joker put damaged on his forehead after that. And even David Ayer afterwards was like, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. That was that was dumb. <laughs> hey, but you know what? At least he owned it. I'd, 100%. Least, and that at, seems to be... At least he didn't At least he didn't double down. Yeah. I mean, well, that seems to be what's kind of cool about David Ayer, though, is like a lot of the stuff that's been said about the suicide, or his Suicide Squad movie, he seems to be pretty willing to say, yeah, that was kind of iffy, huh? Yeah, but but yeah, the same thing. So like, there's no, and I, I totally agree with you. And it's what we said in the our first Suicide Squad review. Idris Elba for me is just like almost steals this show. He's yeah, just so he's good. Really good. He works. He's firing on all cylinders. He needs to be James Bond. He needs something, dude. I have a feeling they won't cast him as James Bond because of his age, which sucks. But the dude looks great for his age. He does. He looks great for and his age. And I'll speak for Xavier. Black don't crack, my dog. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't, though. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> speak for Xavier. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> He'll agree with me. I know it. Xavier, I love you. Right. Um, but like, yeah, I, I get. And that's another thing. Why wasn't Will Smith in this movie? Uh, scheduling. King Richard? Yeah, scheduling conflicts with King Richard. Which is crazy to me. Like, I get it. It seems like, he, I mean, you watch the trailer. King Richard looks really good, and it looks like he's going for an yeah, Oscar. But oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe he's chasing the Oscar. Because I can only assume that the Suicide Squad probably paid more, right? But I guess it is Will Smith. He's probably not hurting for I money. mean, we know we know he wants to work with Margot Robbie again. 100%. We know that. Yep. In, um, insert there's pictures of them uh, from the Suicide Squad. and There is no secret to that. That's another weird thing is like, David Ayer's Suicide Squad, there was all those, remember they got all the matching tattoos? Mm-hmm. They were all, they're always supposed to, well, they were all hanging out afterwards, offset. I mean, talking about this, I mean, they were acting, it almost came out like a cult. Well, that's a, because right. David Ayer, I want to say David Ayer said that he did something with them of like where they all were, I, I don't know if quarantine is the right uh, phrase to use, but like he had them all together for like two weeks or something before filming and it was just them so they all mm. got familiar with each other and stuff and then like he put them in a headspace or something and like they they had therapists on set if anybody needed to talk so like it didn't get too out of control but I, it, crazy crazy <laughs> stuff which hey hey you, you, you're a therapist you're a therapist so i walk up to you hey i just um can i just talk to you for a second you're a therapist come on oh oh shit oh we're role-playing right now yeah yeah <clears throat> Yeah, what's up? Hey, can I just, um, Jared, Jared's just been acting really weird around me, and I just feel like he's, like he's, like, Joker, like he's just trying to be Joker. Right. And, like, he's sending me, like, rat, dead rats and stuff, and, like, use con, I just don't know, I don't understand, like, what he's trying to do or say, and I, it's kind of just freaking me out, like, uh, what, what, uh, can you just call the police and escort me off set, because I'm terrified for my life? No. <laughs> no, read your line, shut up. <laughs> right. But, uh, and it's, yeah, yeah, there's no, but the, the, the cool thing is there's no Will Smith shaped hole in this movie. No, there's not because everything else is so good. You know what I mean? And Idris Elba's better. Let's just be honest. Uh, I mean, listen, Deadshot in Suicide Squad is arguably the best part of that movie. Granted, there's yeah. not a lot of great parts, so it's hard not to, uh, or it's easy to be on top of that list, I guess. But did you feel like? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, I, I do agree. It's your sailboat. I mean, his suit, the way the I guns love, come out. I love the xenomorph mask. Yeah, dude. The, it's yeah. So I love the mask. Badass, like mean looking. The, the, the costume designing is so fun, and I, I love the non. I love like nothing was really. So uh, was there anything sexualized besides like Harley and the president? I don't think so. I mean, even then, it was more like she was being treated fairly for once, and she felt like a person rather right. than like a toy or like an object. She wasn't being literally like objectified like men do women, right. disgusting pigs. Um, but on like even with Harley, like I said the first review, her them reeling down and pulling back with the oh come on, Joker like. Right. They're pulling back on what she is in the in the animation and what she has been in the other movies, which I get because that's kind of what she is. That's who she is. But just dialing it back a little bit, I think, helps so 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 much. Right and for I'm, me, and for I think everybody, because she doesn't come off as like obnoxiously annoying, and I can actually like her now. Yeah, 
she she's definitely more tolerable in this movie. Granted, one hundred percent. I love her in Suicide Squad. Uh, I love the Birds of Prey movie, but the, she is very much, I guess, more tamed in this. But it also feels, I guess, more authentic to who she is in the comics, in a sense. I, I don't know if that because hmm. she still has those moments of where like that super thick accent comes out, right? Uh, right. Like talking to Javelin on the plane to the beach, and yeah, she's like, "I love your accent." All American women love accents because we ain't got none you know but that and then the whole screaming at the president as she shoots him and he's dying on the floor yeah um and i would say stop yelling at me i'm right here (laughs) but like she still has her harley moments but it's it's yeah it wasn't a hundred every time right exactly yeah which i wonder i wonder if that was a her thing or a james gunn thing i think it's a both thing they seem to be pretty collaborative on it because i mean yeah. she I, I saw her talking about it and you know of course granted they they're doing marketing for a movie nobody's going to be marketing their movie and be like <laughs> it sucked on set i hated it but there was just one day <laughs> I, I couldn't get my latte right and they give me breve instead of two percent <laughs> uh but like she said she loved working with james gunn i mean they even talked together because you know in suicide squad she had a rotten tattoo right there on like her jawline <laughs> and they removed that because they were both like do we care about hey. that? Or like she hey. she didn't like it and she was like Hey guys, I got a tattoo. I'm rotten. <laughs> so stupid. Oh. But uh but yeah, so I mean it's she said I think they both said they'd love to work with each other again. So I, I'm I'm almost certain James Gunn is gonna do another Suicide Squad movie. So uh, yeah. she'll be back. Idris Elba's probably gonna be back. Uh so let, let's let's run through these characters real quick and tell me you'll I'll, well, tell me if there's anything maybe that surprised you or you maybe you did or didn't like. Um, John Cena's Peacemaker. For me, surprising. Probably his best acting to date. Yes. Or one of them. Him and Idris Elba's chemistry all throughout. Super fun. I don't... He... I mean, he, it's funny. Him, Batista... I like him more than The Rock, but granted, The Rock is The Rock. He's right. kind of his own beast. But I, they, these dudes are wrestlers. They're entertainers, but I'll be damned. They got some good comedic timing. They do. They really do. They, they got it, and I'm looking forward to his series. But it was, did you did you like him? I did. I mean, I, I got to be honest. I, w- I feel like I was expecting a little bit more of him because, I mean, we know coming out of this, we're getting a Peacemaker series. So I was like, he's yeah. probably going to have like a more prominent role. But, I mean... I feel like you really focus on Idris Elba. He's he's very obviously the leading man of this. Rick Flag. Uh, I mean, yeah, you focus on Rick Flag. Some, uh, but I, I'd say Idris Elba. Then it goes to Harley Quinn, and then I would say Ratcatcher Two is probably the next because there's there's a lot of a chemistry between her and Idris Elba's character. Yeah. Uh, but even the shoot off they had him and Idris. Or him oh, and Blitz, dude. Yeah, Bloodsport and Peacemakers. The very beginning, where they kill yeah. all the actual people that are fighting Dude. against a tyrannical government. Oh my god! <laughs> they found Rick Flag. He's like, "What are y'all doing here?" The best part of that scene, though, and I think we both agree on this: of best part of the scene and the best character in the movie, Polka Dot Man. Whenever they get to the very end, and they're all like, "Yeah, uh, we didn't see anybody. I don't know why." And he <laughs> he looks at him and goes, "I pretended that they were my mother, and I killed them all." <laughs> and everybody yeah. just gets quiet. <laughs> like what? <laughs> With, uh, yeah. So he he's not. Is he like skin 
and so I don't know. Dude. He's crazy. It's he clearly has mommy issues, yeah, one hundred percent. But well, uh, and understandably so, because we find out later, you know, why he is the way he is, uh, and we see his mom pop up a few times in the movie. Each time, it's hysterical. But like, whether it's in a jungle, yep, or they're dancing on the dance floor, in the, yeah, in that club, and then as starro in the very end dude yes that uh, that probably got me the most of she literally rears back and screams like a little t-rex yeah it's know. so funny it, and he has he has a great moment I, I i think what i really love about this kind of uh, or this movie and i think what james gunn does so well is that you, you know you got the humor and the violence the the spectacle i mean everything's there but he handles characters so well dude everybody has a, a an arc you know they they all yeah. kind of come around at the end they're, they're all in a different place you know he's very you know what, what what's he say at the beginning the like the first line we ever hear him say is like uh edris elba oh we're all gonna die and he's like i hope so and then you kind of learn throughout the entire story, you know, he has this past, his mom experimented on him. Now he has this thing of polka dots that kill people come out of his body, but they'll kill him if he doesn't get rid of them twice a day. It's like, whoa. And now he has this yeah. trauma with his mom. And at the very end, because his mom is obsessed with making superheroes, he gets his superhero moment. And he's yeah. like, I've done it. Like I've, It's kind of like a, a completion thing for him. And then he's gone. And it's yeah. it's and even then though he dies he has that full arc you know what I mean it, it's it he hand- which is interesting because he uh, he's also miserable like he doesn't like this right he is like I hope we die like I'm tired of being yeah I'm not not to say I'm tired of being a villain but I'm tired of being miserable mm. and this is all this is all from the mind of my mother and she she really created me. This yeah. monster that I am, right? And I'm tired of being a monster. When really, the very end, he did. You like you said, he, I'm a fucking superhero. Yeah. Like he actually gets to have this and feel for once, like his powers are meant for good. Like he has a purpose. Like he has a purpose. He did something better yeah. than what everybody thought, and literally beat the odds against what Viola Davis thinks they're all really meant for, which is just I'll oh, use bad people for expendable things here and there. Expendable people, and his, and not even to mention his superpowers look and they are the coolest thing in the movie that each i mean it happens uh twice uh with him like in that old office at the end when they're rigging the c4 those shots of him just looking at the camera and boom and it just comes out of the gauntlets both those shots are so cool the slow motion one is really cool i love how it melts away yes (laughs) it doesn't like like it'd be so like I keep saying like so much. I'm such a dork. <laughs> I'd imagine Polka Dot Man, just a studio just going, it would just like slice through them. Right. But the melting, I think, just adds something else. And plus the CG and the VFX, like you said, they just looked really good in my, to me. Mm. That it just made it so much more, I don't know, it just had something else to it that made it look just, I liked it just so much more because of that, for sure. Yeah. And he, and he had that great scene in the 
before when the building was falling and they they killed Milton. <laughs> and, a little, and this is also very James Gunn. This banter, like, who is Milton? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's right there. We just he's been with us the whole time. He's like rode. He drove us around. <laughs> She's like, I don't know a Milton. Milton, are you sure? He's like, yes. He's like, he was a person. He was just trying to help. He's just a person, like us. It was great. It's great. I loved it, dude. It was so um, good. King Shark. Yeah, we haven't talked about King Shark yet. Definitely not like the Flash TV show. King Shark is a little more maniacal. He can talk. He's not so. Not so dumb, dumb. <laughs> right. uh, definitely the Drax Groot of the Suicide Squad is what I was relating it to. One hundred percent. Um, I mean, he his he even has an arc. I mean. He has no friends. He doesn't. He doesn't really. <laughs> you stupid cat! I have the door closed, so remove him from here. He has no friends. He doesn't really know what it's like to be loved. Right. Uh, that that's kind of his thing. I mean, he's also he's kind of a he's kind of like a kid. He doesn't. He doesn't. He can't really think too far beyond what a teenager would think because he's just a shark. Right. And he's just that's just kind of him, but. At the very end, I mean, he learns what friendship is, mm-hmm. what it's like for people to care about him, to try to save him, mm-hmm. to make sure he lives, make sure he's fed, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, he goes from being alone to having people. You know, it's a, he's, yeah. he's obviously never been cared for. He has the line of, uh, you know, like, what's it rat catcher too says something to him about you know being friends and he's like i have no friends yeah you know it's and then obviously by the very end she gives him a big old hug you know and there i really thought at that moment that he was gonna pick her up and eat her if that happened because they were shaking yeah. hands and i was like he's about he's to gonna eat. rip her arm off yeah and he, yeah that too, or that but ended up not I actually surprised me because i really feel like that was gonna happen right uh but yeah i mean he has fun moments too where he's ripping people as Dude. lightning in the background great shots the, just fun or picking up guys and just swallowing them whole fun fact about that shot did you know the only cg thing in that shot is king shark himself the body is is real it's practical Really? And like maybe some of the blood, yeah. James Gunn like explained something about it on Twitter, but like that that body, it's it's it was all practically made. That I want to see that BTS. So do I. I really want to, like, because mm. that that's really fascinating to me. Already, he's, he's he's sneaky, dude. He snuck up behind that dude. <laughs> dude, that was so funny because the camera pans and you just see his like head bobbing a little bit because like yeah. trotting up. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up and there's nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he and he could he could have been really easily annoying. Yeah, he could have, but he but he was just used at the right moments, and even when the you know he met his little fishy jellyfish friends that were he was playing with right up in that when they were trying to uh, bomb the place. Yeah, when they when the glass broke and they all like leached on him or they had like little razor work, teeth. Yeah, I got I got nervous. So I did like, I. Oh, no. Yep. They're gonna kill King Shark. They're gonna kill him too. <laughs> yeah. Killing everybody. Yeah. But they didn't. Um, but the fact that I cared, even a little bit, uh, is just a testament how just well these characters are just written and yeah, I guess the, just the dynamic they all have. His uh, 
I, I love his little bit whenever they meet Milton for the first time and they're all loading up. They're like, like, what are we going to do about him? And he's like, fake mustache. <laughs> and they're all like, you look the same. He's like, and he just kind of looks around at him. And they're like, you look exactly the same. We can tell it's you. And he just throws his hand down. Fuck! It just walks away. <laughs> it's a great. As he, it's like a little kid, like he just exactly that word, like yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. But and it was even sad when they're all in the little club, mm. and he's he's, he's sitting in the, the bus by himself. Yeah. I'm like, can somebody stay with King Shark? Give him some. Right. Yeah. What is what's his actual name? Nanawi. Nanawi. Jerks. Um. Who else? Rick Flag. I mean, dude, he arguably steals the show. The whole movie for me, it, Joel Kinnaman. And he was good in the it. first one too. He was, yeah, he was decent. But he has so much in this movie, and like uh, the scene in the end, whenever we learn, I guess who the real bad guy is. Which I, I want to talk about how why I love that so much here in a minute, but. Whenever we have Peacemaker and Rick Flag have that confrontation and their little yeah. fight and their dialogue, dude, that that's whenever like, like that was a moment for Joel Kinnaman, who uh, I've always just been kind of like, yeah, it's Joel Kinnaman, like he's good. But that time it was like, oh shit, Joel Kinnaman, you know, because he like yeah. he killed it there. Him and John Cena both, you know, but the action was cool. The, the whole movie, we I guess we can talk about how stylized it was, really, because you know you, they're fighting with in the reflection of the helmet. That's how we're seeing it. Which, that was really cool. that was super cool. But yeah, and then even that his his final moment, whenever Peacemaker takes that piece of tile and just bam, and it cuts in, and you see it impale the heart. So we're like, oh, he's. Well, I love that you see it in the chest, but then it like zooms through his chest mm. and we see the heart yeah that that shot is important i think that really sells it even beyond what just a normal seeing a piece of something in someone's chest right. that you know is not real but just seeing even though it looks cg you could tell your clothes wasn't a real heart it still looked good oh it looked great oh i felt i was like oh because the heart's like yeah just trying to yep. get the blood it's, yeah. it's falling oh yeah and his little moment which will totally play into the peacemaker series of him he's looking at him he says peacemaker what a joke and then he just falls yeah. over dead and like even then like that that you see john cena who uh i had kind of just been kind of like meh on him as well i love him in train wreck he's in it for a very brief amount of time but he's hysterical in that movie uh but in this he he takes on a little bit more serious stuff alongside with the goofiness but like that it, he kind of sits there and he sits in that moment for a second then you know you get rat catcher too she takes the hard drive yada 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 but yeah that that moment for me that, that's kind of what i was talking about earlier of having james gunn so well it just juggling all these things it's really kind of it's inspirational it's really i think something to admire with the way he does his movies because he does it so well man yeah, it, it's so much to have on his plate, and he just he kills it. Yeah, that scene was by far the best acting in the movie. Hundred um, percent. But even even that even that dilemma they have where they find out that Starro was not, you know, it wasn't another country that captured him and kept him and tried to use him for his abilities for some kind of weapon against 
other countries and hold them hostage when need be. Right. But really, it was it was NASA. It was the U.S. government, and they've been hiding him over in another country, experimenting on test, him. experimenting with the thinker's mm. help, um, and really just throwing people away to further their agenda, which um, is crazy. Yeah, like, because uh, the answer, if you think about it, it's in front of us the entire time. Because whenever we meet the thinker. Uh, he walks in on them watching a tape, and what are they doing? You see, the United States astronauts with Starro in their ship. Like you see the flags on their sleeves and everything. Like the, the answer's right there in front of you, of like America being involved, but you don't think about it because you of, think they just found something. Exactly, because I mean, so so often you know it's uh, America's portrayed as the good guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, which I love, is they kind of they're like, wait, this is the mission isn't to kill Starro. The mission is to erase any sort of American involvement with Project Starfish. That that right. that's the actual mission, and that kind of turns it. You know, it, you look at it as, oh, okay, well, America's the bad guy. But you go from thinking Starro is evil to, wait, it's just Amanda Waller, and I love that because that's how it is in the comics, right? It, it's mm-hmm. it's not necessarily literally a group of villains that are evil. Yeah, it's her. You know what I mean? We already know she's bad as shit she's threatening to put a 16 year old in prison with adults you know but like shoplifting or something right yeah yeah. it's something that's (laughs) barely even a thing but yeah it's i love that little twist there at the end yeah and then it's like experimenting on children type stuff too it's not even like you know it's not even like experimenting on bad people which they have full access to at bell rev essentially it's experimenting on innocent people children women but i think inserting that dilemma within the group in the dynamic specifically the scene with john cena and joel kinnaman yeah um the people deserve to know the truth our government has been hiding this and this is not okay they need to be held accountable versus i will do whatever it takes to keep the peace Mm. whether i've killed women or children which is something he said at the very beginning yeah um which is so interesting. Uh, yeah, as, it's, as, it's like an a interesting character. take. It, it's, 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 it's an interesting take because it definitely makes it... I don't want to say it makes it a gray area because, I mean, let's face the U.S. government. Let's say, I don't not even, to get too political, but the, the, when we found out they were... When Edward Snowden leaked and they were spying on us, we're going, what? Right. Like, I don't even... He literally, he, I don't think it's a gray area at all. I think it's actually quite the opposite. I think it's very black and white is how he no, sees No, that's what I was saying. It's, de- it's definitely... It's definitely not a gray area, but in terms of making it a dilemma within the group, mm. you know, for them, uh, I, I guess for them, it really is like, I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore, but you know, I was going to say, yeah, I agree. It's simply black and white in this case, because, uh, you should hold the powers that be accountable, but right. Well, I think I think, I think the it, I think the dynamic is interesting of what it does. I, I think at the very end, whenever you get that twist and the entire group learns about it, and you get that moment of everybody kind of turning around to go fight Starro because he, it gets to a point Starro's out destroying Corto Maltese. He even says he like looks at the group and he's like, "This city is mine," you know, and he takes his little minions that he's possessed now, and they all start going crazy. Uh, and Amanda Waller's like, 
mission's done. Get out of there. You're, you're good to go. And then Bloodsport kind of is the first domino to fall. It's that moment of redemption, you know, that, that they all, all the characters really, uh, I guess, need. I guess you really think of three of them, I guess you could say, need it. Ratcatcher 2 is probably the most wholesome of the entire group. She's great, too. I, I loved her character. But Bloodsport has that moment with his daughter at the beginning of, like, I'm a bad guy, right? It, it, he, he knows he's terrible. He's done terrible things. But then so he, they were cussing at each other. screaming, the yeah. Shut up, you! <laughs> I told you don't come see me! But he you has my dad, you were... that moment of he can do something good for once. So right. he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. Polka Dot Man, which we've already talked about, has his moment of he can be a hero. You know, that that's that's what he was made for, essentially. It's, it's, it's giving him a purpose. Harley being the third that needs it because the entire movie, she's like, what am I supposed to do with this Javelin? Because Javelin, yeah. you know, drops the line on her and, of saying she's worthy. She must carry the Javelin for and then just <sighs> dies. <laughs> uh but yeah, those three I think need it. Ratcatcher two being obviously, I just want to do the right thing, because uh, she's we find out put in prison, uh, for like robbing a bank, but she's put in Bell Rev because they considered the rats a deadly weapon or something like that. <laughs> uh, and then I think King Shark just joins because it, he's a kid. He's he's kind of, he's he it, just, it, he's just doing he just it to do it. He just people. He just yeah. eats people. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a really cool moment, and it's kind of like that that moment for a lot of those characters to be like, this this is my chance to do something, and I think it's yeah. a really cool moment too, you know. Well, that, and then you got the people at the office whacking him in a wall with a golf club. Right, dude, and that was so great because I I think we we talked like about, going, Shh, this woman is out of her mind. Yeah, if we're not gonna let bad guys save the day, mm, yeah, <laughs> essentially that it's like she's the one in the wrong and they i'm glad they recognize that because if they were just like yes ma'am i'm bored and just did every i'm glad they just turn against her for once because that's what normal people would you would hope they would do just going if the boss is a butthole and everybody else is not we should definitely just duct tape him to a chair and throw him down the stairs and save the world (laughs) yeah and then i mean especially in that instance of you know the, the girl who knocks her out has the same line as joel kenneman like the they did stuff the children man we can't like we can't just let them get away with this and there's more people on that island that are gonna get fucked up you know we we have to do something so it's really cool what they were able to do i I get or like i guess what james gunn was able to do with the story it's i I don't think i can praise it enough honestly of how well it was Um, done real quick i do want to talk about the harley quinn scene the president scene not specifically, but the escape scene with the javelin, uh, the hallway scene, well, I guess I'll call it. Uh, I, I just think that the, 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 I, oh, sorry, I cannot talk. The choice to very, make it very animated with the flowers and even the stunts and the action were just very well done. And I, I appreciate it so much because I'm sure that scene took a few days, if not like a week or two to film. Because there's just some of the some of the stunts and and what she's doing or the stunt performers doing just looked really cool in camera because a lot of it isn't cut and short and shaky. We actually get to see her doing it. Some of it's fast and slow motion, but 
and the flowers coming behind her. It just being very animated, I thought was such an interesting choice because she's not on LSD. You know, she's not tripping. The movie's not tripping on anything. It's just kind of going, this is a comic book movie and it's Harley Quinn being Harley Quinn. Right. It, I don't, it just felt very appropriate, actually, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, for her I, character, I, I, 100%. She's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Like screaming with flowers going about behind. Right. Yeah. I just I think that scene's so cool. Um, also, her javelining star in the eye, dude. All that jello liquidy stuff. Yeah. Just... Dude, don't make that fucking noise. Sorry. But I th- I think that you know with the flowers and stuff, I think that's a good point to talk about how stylized this movie was. Yeah. Which was really cool. You know, we talked about the helmet. You had the flowers there, and you had the text throughout the entire movie of you know. Suicide Squad versus right. Starro, all that stuff. That the the three, you know, it's three days later, but lined with soap around the toilet, and it cuts into Giselle was there cleaning the toilet. Then the now <laughs> of the leaves on the beach. Uh, one of my favorite ones is whenever it, it says they they crash the bus, right? Like they get thinker, and, and they all three come walking out, and they're like, "All right, let's go take care of this." And it says like Operation Starfish or whatever. And Joel Kinnaman's like, well, we got one more thing to do. And it's like in fire, but then Starfish blows out. And then in the smoke, it says Harley. And it's like, that says yeah. Operation Harley. It's, it's like cool little moments like that. It, it makes it feel very comic book. Uh, but it it's also... like a road trip or something. Yeah. It, it kind of gives the movie a personality, like it, in and of itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, Which I think it, it needs because we're watching a movie about villains. Yes. Yeah. Like right. he would not do that in BVS, Batman v no, Superman, 100%. the fight, or like <laughs> I, I, Superman. Superman takes off like the bat is dead. Bury it. Takes <laughs> off and it's going. The dilemma of capes, well, or you know something. Stupid. I think it's something that it could be very cheesy if done wrong. You know what I mean? Like it, like yeah. in that instance, if it was done in Batman versus Superman. Granted, these are two tonally different movies, but <laughs> it just it it wouldn't fit. You know what I mean? But you have in this movie, it fits so perfectly in the way James Gunn that has his pacing and all that stuff. Uh, it's just so well done, man. And I mean, have we even have yeah. we even mentioned the soundtrack? I was gonna say John Murphy uh, did the soundtrack in what a it. I don't remember a lot of the sound, right? But I know in the movie it works and is very good. I think the part of the score that I remember the most is with another, like maybe my second favorite movement of the movie is when Ratcatcher 2 is over Idris Elba and she's calling all the rats and they're all running up to Star uh, to Starro and it flashes back to her and her dad who's played by Taika Waititi and he kind of talks about uh, why he picked rats like why did he choose to try to control them and he's like well they're the lowliest creatures in all the world nobody respects them and if they can have a purpose then I think so can we and it's a very touching moment and you kind of in the movie uh, you see that I'm kind of getting chills right now just thinking about it and I her, her dad's dead head. right it's kinda, yeah yeah he's dead he died of a, a, a drug addiction uh, that's right. That's, and we saw but, that. Yeah, we saw that flashback too. We see it. Yeah, we see it. It's it, That's what I mean. Like, the, all these characters are so developed, and it kind of proves, I, I think, 
oh no, I'm not gonna say that. That that kind of takes a dig at Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, but uh, uh, in that moment, you know, you kind of I, I go oh, you know, like that's like that's kind of really touching and kind of sad because I mean, sh- you know she loved she talks about how much she loves him, but then it cuts back and she's crying and then the music swells even more and then I'm starting to tear up and I'm like I am tearing up in the middle of or not in the middle but at the end of this movie as a horde of rats <laughs> climb up a giant telepathic starfish and, and go it into its eyeball and eat it from the inside out movies how are ah. we caring about this you know what I mean it's so crazy ah. to me it's it, it's, no, it's cool true. it's so well done dude it, it's this this movie, I think, uh, I think I'm gonna go ahead and say I think after watching it a couple times now, this one just might be my favorite in the DCEU, my guy. It just might be. That's a that's a big that's a that's big a order. Big statement, dude. I mean, it's it's it tops out over Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I I love. I I, 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 I love it. I love Kalel, Zack Snyder's no. Justice League. Colin, no. <laughs> And Man of Steel, those are its two main contenders, honestly. I think it pretty easily tops everything else, in my opinion. Uh, but Man of Steel and Zack Snyder's Justice League are the two things that it definitely had to compete with. And I think if you walk up to me and you set down three Blu-rays, Suicide Squad, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Man of Steel, and you're like, hey, Colin, which one do you want to watch? I think I'm picking up the Suicide Squad. You know what I mean? Hmm. hmm. I mean, it's definitely good. I'm not going to rank it or anything, but I could definitely see it being easily more rewatchable. For it's sure. definitely more rewatchable. Yeah. That, that's... But that rat, just to, to add one more thing, that rat catcher scene mm. was rat catcher two. Let's be clear. Rat yes. Catcher rat two. catcher two. Such a stupid, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it doesn't even matter. Um, yeah, I mean that, that moment's really good, but I think what even adds on top of what made me care about a freaking humongous starfish. Oh yeah, the like terrorizing city is this one little line he says when he's dying, where he speaks out from like the general. Mm. He's, he's yelling with the starfish on his freaking face, like so, his last words. Yes, yeah, I was happy floating and staring at the stars. Such a good line, dude. Because then all of a sudden you're like. Oh, he's just as much a victim as all these as other all. villains are. Yeah, you know what I mean? It is it? Yeah, that, I agree. That that's a great and, moment. And this all comes back to, like I said, the self-contained story. Mm. It just served served this movie particularly so well. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else that maybe we missed that you want to add or maybe forgot or <sighs> maybe you things you didn't like i don't know if there's anything really i didn't like i I genuinely don't know if there's anything i didn't like about this maybe maybe uh, the only nitpick i could say maybe is like i did expect a little more with peacemaker i mean that's but even then it's like but like i don't i'm okay with what we got i was gonna say i don't think that's even a negative no 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 no, no, not at all like it's let me let me ask you this do you think the humor in this works better than guardians of the galaxy volume 2 yes but like i it's guardians of the galaxy volume 2 uh it's a fine movie like it's right. you know everybody you know has their own opinions uh, but like it's the humor the, there was so much humor in that movie it just felt like everybody had to have a joke to me 
uh, and it, that just didn't. I mean, other than that, I mean, Gardens Two is awesome, but like the humor just didn't work for me. And this, the Guardians movies, granted they're Marvel and they're PG thirteen, uh, are their own thing. But this really feels like DC, which is like, hey, yeah. bro, let's take that leash off real quick. Go do like go do your thing. Do whatever you want. And it, do we? Do we thank Disney for firing James Gunn? Yeah, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, is Bob Iger there? Is is Mickey Mouse here? Hey, bro. Yeah. Want to say thanks? Love you. Hey, uh, can you guys make him like fired again so he goes back to DC quicker? <laughs> oh, listen, I heard he said something. Right? Yeah, he he said something. Uh. 12 years ago you know the, the, not, not, the, not the 10 year old tweet the 12 years ago that you guys should probably bruh he was wild for bruh. yeah he was cancel crazy get rid of him so dude. we should hashtag cancel James Gunn again yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it's funny um I mean I hope he does a second one surely and this goes back to dude, this goes back it. to why they're not gonna release a day air cut I have the inside scoop oh, okay this is it exclusive it's because this movie was so good right. and so accepted, they do not want to tread backwards into that water, that muddy water. Right. They want to go, oh, everybody loved this, and this worked out so great. We need to go ahead and greenlight the next one. And James, please go ahead. We'll give you the bonus, and please go ahead and write the next one and get ready when you're done with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, oh, my gosh, this is great. We might be on, you know, we might be going steam ahead. Oh, Wonder Woman 1984, that didn't happen. Um <laughs> Positives. Batman's next DC movie. We're gonna just keep going ahead. Go ahead. Positive. Po- oh, what was that? Ray Fisher tweeted again. That's okay. James Gunn's gonna do Suicide Squad two. We're okay now, dude. That I mean, yeah, that's probably WB execs right now. WB's a mess. Let's be honest. But hundred oh, percent um... a mess. <laughs> but like seriously, like it. it it's I, don't a even, I, don't, I, I don't even want to get into the Ray Fisher thing. I think we did. With Zack Snyder's Justice League, they they, they um, need to do right by that man. They, they need to. Okay, so a real quick question before we wrap it up: yeah. um, Is Flash Flash movie gonna? Obviously, it's gonna do a time. It's probably it's probably gonna be called Flashpoint or something. It's no, it's it's just called the Flash. Really? Okay. Yeah. Is it gonna bring back Rick Flag, Captain Boomerang, Polka Dot Man? Um, I hope it doesn't bring back Rick Flag, and I hope it doesn't bring back Polka Dot Man. Uh, I would hope it would bring back Captain Boomerang, but I'm not holding my breath. I think those are all very, in DC movie grand scheme of things, very insignificant characters. And also, I feel like if, especially Rick Flag, but I feel like if you bring feels back like those characters, undo, it, undo the, what yeah, it the impact. Yes. Yeah, I get that. I get it, that. Be like, Which is the problem I have with a lot of MCU movies, you know. Right. He wasn't really dead. He was alive all the time. Right. There's only so many times Loki can die. Oh, my God. But, or Agent uh, Coulson. Right. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, mm. I don't think so. I think we're definitely going to see what happens with The Flash. I, I wouldn't be surprised if DC's like, oh, yeah, no, this Suicide Squad movie uh, takes place after the flash has already fixed the timeline so we don't have to retcon anything you know what i mean yeah, uh, 
just because the Flash is going to do something, man. I mean, don't don't be surprised. I, I could see Michael Keaton being our new permanent Batman in the DCEU, or I could see what? them. I, yeah, uh, or I could see them being like, hey, that Robert Pattinson movie kind of slaps. <laughs> Get over here. You know what Get I mean? Get over they're, here, Patty. They're, they're, they're going to do a Justice League 2. It's... Or, or it'll be called Justice League. In 20 League. years. Uh, I I would bet within the next five. Five to ten. You think Zacky Boy ain't coming back? Let's be honest. Oh, no, no. Is that, yeah, no. Is that, Zack Snyder's not going to do... Hey, uh, you think they? You think Walter Hamada texted James Gunn, hey, um, do you want to do Justice League 2? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm not saying I have the inside scoop, but James texted me. <laughs> I'm not saying I have the inside scoop, but I have an inside scoop here. <laughs> but it's... I don't know. I, I'm going to be 100% honest. If they came out tomorrow and were like, hey, James Gunn's directing a Justice League movie. I'm not mad, if I'm being honest. What does honest. that look like? I, wait, I feel like it's got to be different. Because Guardians and Suicide Squad, I get it. You know what I mean? Like They, they got their own tones. But I feel like Justice League, if it's... You know, got the soundtrack bit. It, it seemed kind of weird to me, but I feel like you gotta pull back the jokes, bro. Yeah, probably right. But it's just not in his field. I don't think. If if he did it, I would definitely be interested. I'm not gonna be one of the. I, I don't even want to think about the Twitter reaction of people like, no. But I think he could be. He, he'd be a really interesting choice. Uh, I I already have it in my head. That if the Flash is successful, that Andy Muschietti is going to end up directing Justice League, the the next he's one. Busy with, he's busy with live action Attack on Titan. He's going to drop off that. I think they should cancel it. Um. <laughs> well, uh, that's all I have. We have to say today, right? Um. Surely you've surely you agree with all our opinions because they're correct, right? But uh, Colin, thank you for being here as usual. Of <laughs> course. Um. And in this, in the midst of all this, this weirdness that the, the the world is going through, um, thank you for listening. And if you ever need anything or have any questions or all of that, the emails and all the socials are down below. Hit us up, baby. We'll talk you to it, baby. We'll talk you through this. Xavier, Xavier's gonna talk you through this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Love you. Bye.